somebody I knew, um, and this person was sitting next to me, and the next day I had heard that he had killed himself. And it shocked me, and I was uh, pretty much occupied with this for quite some time. And I'd smelled the day before that he had had a very, very bad breath. And a really bad breath, like nothing like the normal morning bad breath, but something that really struck me. And after that, and because I'd already read some cool things about the gut, I thought, could the gut have something to do with this? That's Julia Enders. And this is the Depression Detox Show. Hello, and welcome back to the Depression Detox Show, where we share ideas and stories to help you live a happier life. I am your host, Malik Josephs. Happy Tuesday. Appreciate you tuning in with me today as we have a brand new featured speaker here to talk about a super important topic that has been more in vogue in the more recent years. And that topic is the mind-gut connection, which is pretty much the study of how what we ingest affects our brain and our mood. And let me tell you, I'm going to go off the beaten path here, away from my notes. So apologies if my thoughts aren't really concise but I'm going to do the best that I can. So I have felt the effects of this mind-gut connection, this food and mood connection firsthand a few days ago. But let me go back and then I will bring you back up to speed. So about a month ago, I decided to change the way that I was eating. So I decided to omit most of the top allergen-laden foods like gluten, uh, dairy, uh, nuts, which I'm pretty much allergic to, and pretty much all processed packaged foods. And after about three weeks, I felt amazing. I felt way better, tons of energy, clear thinking. It was like the air smelled better and I was doing an amazing job. So fast forward to a month later, I decided to up the ante and I said, What if I take out all grains all together? So that's your corn, your rice, your oatmeal, your millet, you know, all that stuff. And this would be in addition to all the food that I've already taken out. So fast forward to a few days ago, this is before me cutting out, you know, the grains. So I saw a box of cereal, you know, in the back of the cabinet, still fresh. And I had a box of oat milk in the refrigerator. And I said, hmm, you know what? Let me go out with a few bowls of cereal as my last hurrah before, you know, cutting these grains out all together in a few days. And let me tell you, big mistake. (laughs) The next day I felt like, I felt like it was a combination of getting hit by a bus with all the aches and pains that I had. 
I felt like the worst case of indigestion that I've ever had. I mean, I'm talking not to be TMI, but like the gas, the bloating, the everything. It was horrible. And after all of that, despite getting a good night's rest, I woke up feeling like like someone shot me with a tranquilizer gun. I just had no, I was depleted of all my energy. And it didn't dawn on me until the middle of the day, the next day, that eating the cereal, which was a packaged and processed food that I would no longer, you know, I didn't eat for about a month. And that was derived from corn, which is a grain. And the oat milk that I had, which is also derived from a grain, could have been the reason that I felt so bad. And I truly believe that it was. So I say all of that, but before I get to that, I did start to feel better after a few days, but I did feel this sort of malaise throughout the day, this kind of brain fog throughout the next couple of days, although most of the symptoms did subside. And strange thing as well, I started to feel a lot more negative thoughts. They were more intense and a lot more dark than they've ever been. So it's just, just crazy. But I say all of that to say that the next time you're not feeling well, the next time you may be short with your spouse, with your significant other, with a boss, with your kids, with yourself, take stock on what you may have ingested over the past few days, because it very well could have been that. And that exact, that's exactly what our featured speaker is here to talk more in depth about as we jump into today's episode with Julia Enders. Enjoy. Okay, and I think when you've cleared a few of those questions, what gets really interesting um, are the um, connections to other parts of our body. And um, to start going into this direction and reading more um, about these other connections, um, there was actually a thing that happened to me, and it was somebody that I knew. Um, somebody I knew, um, and this person was sitting next to me, and the next day I had heard that he had killed himself. And it shocked me, and I was uh, pretty much occupied with this for quite some time. And I'd smelled the day before that he had had a very, very bad breath. And a really bad breath, like nothing like the normal morning bad breath, but something that really struck me. And after that, and because I'd already read some cool things about the gut, I thought, could the gut have something to do with this? Could there be an influence on our brain? And this is how I got into the whole area of the gut-brain axis. And actually, when I started looking for papers frantically, I found many um, and many good papers also. Um, so the thing is, um, when you look at the gut and the brain, the nerves that are connecting both, um, really 10% of those deliver information from the brain to the gut. And I think we all know those situations. It's when we're having um, an important or big exam or a stressful day or an important day at the office. Um, then we can be really nervous um, and we can tell this to our gut through nerves or also things we, um, transmitters we put in our bloodstream, and the gut will then be informed. 
and it can um, then save energy, which is very nice and cooperative of it to do so. So it might maybe lose um, appetite or it will actually have things like nervous, um, nervous puking, throwing up or nervous diarrhea. So it doesn't take up much energy. There's not much blood, um, there's less blood going into it. So it saves energy. Our brain can use this energy to solve a problem or our muscles can use this energy to run away. So to use this mechanism is an okay deal if you don't overdo it. Um, but this is something that we, I think, many people um, have this occur in their life and they know this phenomenon. But then what's with these other 90%? 90% deliver information from our gut to our brain and this is where it gets interesting. And the simple thought behind this is that when you look at it, the brain is pretty isolated. It's in a bony skull surrounded by a thick skin and it needs to get information to know how am I doing at this moment. And the gut has lots of information. It has many nerve cells, the second largest collection of nerve cells after our brain. And it'll collect information on not only the quality of our nutrients that are keeping us alive, but also with senses on what kinds of hormones are in our blood or how the two-thirds of immune system cells are doing. Um, and it will package this information and send it up to the brain. And there, it cannot get to areas like uh, the visual cortex. Mm -hmm or the, or the area in our brain for word formation. Um, because if it would do that, then we would actually make funny noises or see weird pictures while we're digesting. So it's not going there. But what scientists have seen and followed up to is that it's actually going into areas, things like morality, self-awareness, emotional processing, um, and things like fear also. So what this leads us to um, get a better and better picture on is really that our gut uh, plays an important role in um, our brain and when it puts together a feeling of how we're doing. And it also opens up our eyes to the chances that, what, something we've seen before really, um, which is that uh, people with um, inflammatory bowel disease or irritable bowel syndrome actually have a, a higher risk of having anxiety or depression. And um, maybe just somebody up there can go from here because this is not working. Um, so something that this has done for me um, is that I look differently at my own moods. And I think science still has to go a long way to really see how big the piece of the cake is when we talk about our mood and the gut. Um, but something that's more, getting more and more interesting is that we are opening a new understanding of ourselves, of our mental health, of our mood. And for me, um, I started to have, see my mood as less external. I think many of us see our moods as external lots of the time because it also makes sense that most of the day we are a screen and a brain and we think everything sort of like happens here. And when we're in a bad mood, we think the job sucks or maybe that somebody was mean. And sometimes that is really the, what's happening. But sometimes our moods occur from within, from our internal organs as well. Um, the gut plays an important role in that. And for me personally, for example, this has changed the way I treat myself. When I, for example, wake up and I start to worry and think around a lot, then I just go like, huh wait a minute, what did I eat last night? Did I eat really late? Did I stress my body out? And maybe I'll just get up and have a tea and something light to digest. Um, and as simple as that sounds, it has worked really well for me. Big thanks to Julia Enders for stopping by. But before we get to the, all the ways to connect with our featured speaker, I want to leave two books that 
delves further into today's topic of the mind-gut connection that I've read and that I highly recommend that you check out if you so choose. And those books are entitled The Grain Brain by neurologist Dr. David Perlmutter and The Mind-Gut Connection by gastroenterologist and neuroscientist Dr. Emerin Mayer. And I'll have the link to both of these books in the show description. And another book to recommend is that of our featured speaker, Julia Enders. Again, big thanks to her for stopping by. And her book is entitled Gut, the Inside Story of Our Body's Most Underrated Organ. And if you'd like to connect with her, you can go to her website, but that is in German. So I will spare you my pronunciation of it, but it will be in the show description for you to check out. And also I got this clip from YouTube and it is entitled Julia Enders, The Secret Life of the Gut. And as I mentioned, all the links to everything I just mentioned will be in the show description below. All right. If you like the show, click that follow button, or if you could be so kind to leave a rating and review on Apple podcast or Spotify podcast, I truly thank you and appreciate you for it. And that is a wrap for me. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day and I will see you back here tomorrow. So until then, stay strong. Later.